Esquijan, aka Gigi. I'm Victoria. I'm Mika, and this is Nyla. Hi, Nyla. <laughs> and we are a word of Okay, we don't do it on like in queue. We just you know do it in our own pace. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, and we have our co-star here making her debut. <laughs> right. Hey, hi. Hey. Hi everybody. Hello. Are we gonna smile? Hi. No. Does she have like the um? You know how they say newborns have a certain smell to their head? Yes. Yes. That's a she thing, right? It. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Hopefully yeah. she still smells like that when we get there. <laughs> wait, I cannot wait. Oh my gosh. I'm definitely gonna come yeah. in a couple months. Like I can't wait. And her skin <laughs> is peeling like on her forehead right now. It's like the lighting in here is not uh, good. Mm-hmm. You can see a little bit here, like she's oh, okay. Yeah. What does that mean? Like like baby skin or like Yeah, she's like just studying her first layer. Um, oh my gosh the skin is peeling everything's new are you gonna be one of those moms that keep everything like the first tooth loss like the first hair cut my mom did that and i don't know why those things are now so i might yeah right just i don't know because it's like yeah like keepsakes (laughs) and i had those things like um through high school. I don't know. Maybe when I went to college because she changed, she moved houses. So maybe that's when they they were thrown away. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, she did keep them, keep all of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, um, the episode today is kind of a little correlated with our season right now. We're in October, Halloween season. Um, and it's about the monsters within. Um, so, I mean, I got this topic kind of from uh, Lovecraft Country, and um, basically one of the themes is about, like, um, like there's, like, a little difference. There's not that much of a difference between monsters and people. So, kind of like the, um, the villains are kind of like the racist cops, the racism in general in, like, 1950s, 40s, um, and actually they vividly, um, in two episodes um, show the Tulsa massacre and also the death of Emmett Till. Well, the day of his funeral and how that felt. Like, I actually didn't know, um, actually the Tulsa massacre, it was like prom night. Um, so I'm like, it, yeah, it was prom night. Like some of the kids were actually like getting ready for prom and prom was canceled. Like they canceled everything and they were like, what's going on? And they knew that the whole, like everybody was, you know, white people just, not liking black people doing their thing was about to come through and you know murder everyone so um oh but anyway they just vividly play it huh i said no i was just saying like oh my gosh i didn't realize they even had prom back then like mm-hmm. i was like in the 30s right yep yeah it, they really um paint it really well um that you kind of feel like you were there but um that was one of the underlying themes um besides like the racist people um even the main character atticus like he's a war vet and sometimes he would have these like, um, you know, flashbacks from being in war and things that he used to do. Um, and those were like monstrous acts that like he felt um, wasn't something that he wanted to identify with. Like he didn't want those things to define him. 
So that was like his monstrous um, qualities. And then there's actually another character, and I don't know if I'm saying this right, but it's, she was a Kimoho. And that was like this nine-tailed fox spirit. It's a long story, but she's like this spirit that um, was like this spirit that was kind of like killing people through um, just being like a, a beautiful woman. So, um, so yeah, so it was like just an underlying theme. Huh? Like a succubus? Yeah. Mm. So they say there's like this underlying theme of like the monsters within and um, how, you know, we kind of identify with them and getting through those monstrous qualities. So that's the topic for kind of where I got the topic from. So what are some like, well, I don't want to say monstrous qualities, but like ugly parts of yourself that you feel like you want to work on or things that you um, you know, don't actually want to talk about those ugly parts and those moments that, you know, didn't show the best uh, side of you. Uh, so what are some of those things that you want to work on, or ugly parts you want to work on? You want to go first, Mika? <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> mine is, I don't trust people. <laughs> that I think it's very hard for me to trust people. Um, and that's that's a hard thing, especially I didn't realize how bad it was. But as a new parent, like we're looking for um, like a sort, sort of like a, a living nanny for when I go back to work. And I'm like, I don't trust anybody. I don't think anyone's going to make the cut. Um, so and it's tough when I don't live anywhere near family. So I think that's a very bad <laughs> quality to have um i'm skeptical of everything and also you know, i think like in new york you could just get your mom to come in you know right I, yeah mm-hmm. yep um i'm feeding nyla right now so yeah and i think the other one that i don't like about myself is i mean i like it because it it makes me good at my job but it's not good practically in life but I think I tend to be um, very, uh, I I come off as judgmental sometimes, but that's because like I, like at at work, I have to look at things and like break them down from all sorts of different angles and analyze them and be super detail oriented. But Mm -hmm. sometimes I tend to like that tend to trickles over to like my personal life. So I think that that's a bad quality when it comes over to the personal side Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's actually reminds me of a friend of mine he um he's actually a funeral director and um you know dealing with like people that have to you know come in and they have their family members there or like you know in an emotional state like he's so desensitized to it that sometimes like Mm. he was talking about it he was saying like in his personal life like people tell him things and they're like hello (laughs) but his work life you know kind of makes him uh, well he has to be the the strong you know Mm. when the person's going through something and you know and he said it's also a lot of like counseling too because people come in with family issues and things like that so he was like you know at work I'm kind of like not that emotional because I'm dealing with so many emotional people but you know it kind of trickle into other places and people just like what's wrong with you yeah, you don't want yeah. your funeral director going oh my god that's so sad you're gonna be like what? right <laughs> so, yeah like he probably doesn't know where to stop it like yeah like mm-hmm. like most people do you know right yeah 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 i think 
uh, if I'm thinking about my monsters, something that I'm actively working on, um, I don't know how to explain it without getting like too deep into it. Cause that could be like a whole topic on its own, but it's like my, um, tendency for isolation. Like I love to be alone. Like, um, that's just, I don't know. I don't know why I like to be alone so much, but it's not, it's not good, especially when it comes to like fellowshipping and stuff like that. And like, so that is something that I'm actively trying to work on, like, um, especially in social settings. I like try to force myself at least like in my head, like, okay, like at least like 10 minutes and then you can go or whatever, right? Like, but if it was up to me, like I would be like a recluse. I would literally be like a hermit and love it, you know? So, but I don't think God wants us to be like alone you know right like especially yeah like when it comes to like loving your neighbor you can't can't love your neighbor for i don't know that's just something that i'm working on so that's like my monster like my need to isolate and separate myself yeah i mean and i think you know it's, it's not necessarily like a bad thing but also to you know the bible says it's not good for man to be alone mm-hmm. and i think that kind of talks about like you don't have anyone to kind of like check you or like challenge you you know because you could think you're doing something mm. that's all good and then you know you don't have that community that's like hey g <laughs> Ooh, like you, <laughs> you need to chill out or whatever whatever it is but i think um yeah that's i i, I see the the bad side to that and also you can't you can't love if you're not around like what i'm um you know like i'm i can't stop talking about that book that i'm reading all about love by bella like she talks about like community and like you know fellowshipping with other people so like that i'm trying to practice that without like um to battle my need for isolation and just you know being by Mm -hmm. myself (laughs) Yeah, um, for me, I would definitely say it's my anger. Like, oh my gosh, like, oh my, mm. my road rage broke <laughs> so bad. And then especially in Brooklyn, like, Brooklyn people are crazy. I think today I had an episode, like, it was crazy. Like, there was one time, I just remember I was waiting for a parking spot. It was a one-way. And so, and it was this old man. He was taking his sweet little time. And so, the cars are, like, piling up, piling up, piling up behind me. And this old man's, like, do-do-do-do, like, puts his, his little container on top of the car. Like, and so, I'm just waiting and, like, <laughs> and people are honking me, cursing me out. And I was just, like, like at the top of my lungs, I was like, I'm waiting for a parking spot. <laughs> and then, um, like, stop. <laughs> it was so funny. I guess they was like, oh, snap, this thing is crazy. But um, <laughs> I didn't, I don't, I didn't want to react like that. But I think it was just so much of everything happening at once. It like, it was just bad. So that's something I need to work on. I know. Mm-hmm. That road rage is very normalized. Oh my gosh, like. Same, I don't have that much road rage anymore because I'm not driving, thank God. But like when I used to drive, <laughs> I remember um, when I was running late to church, somebody, I don't know, guess they were lost, was uh, not turning on red in Long Island, which you can. So I'm sitting there honking at them like, I'm late, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we can go. All right. They're like, oh, okay. And they turn and they turn into my church's parking lot. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, like really honking. They were like, "What?" I was like, "Oh, 
<laughs> they was like, oh, okay, you were just cursing this out, right? Like, <laughs> yo, that goes to show, like, you don't know who's watching you, too. Word. Like, watching you. You don't want the pastor's daughter cursing you out on the road. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're looking at you in church all sideways, like, mm-hmm. did you learn mm-hmm. about, did you hear the sermon today about patience? Yeah, about patience. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, how can you, how, how do you think your, um, these qualities have helped you like relate to other people, whether it's, um, negative or positive? How has it what? Like help you relate to other people, other people that do the same thing or kind of like has that same quality. Um, how has it like help you relate to other people, whether it's good or bad? Hmm. I mean, I guess it makes me a little bit more empathetic um because like especially with dealing with children or whatever because i feel like i've been like uh I'm not, i don't want to say loner because like i always have a small squad but it's a very like like you guys are my friends and that's it like it's a very very close like i'm not like a outgoing person like i always like surround myself with close friends so i don't want to say like a, a loner but like i feel like it does make me a little bit more empathetic when i see lonely kids or whatever because like i get it I, I get it, you know, like, I get why you're alone, you know, like, you don't, you don't know these other kids, you ain't trying to play with these other kids, like, I get it, you know? Yeah, now, I relate to that, too, because, like, sometimes when I see, like, angry, like, other Haitian people that be <laughs> mad <laughs> intense, you know, like, ah, like, always intense or whatever, and that, that, that anger is there, like, I'm like, I get it, like, I, I understand you, um, but I also think, too, anger can lead to, like, you know, a whole nother side where it's like you have this group of angry people (laughs) you know like even in our world today even when you think about like our president and how he fuels hate and anger and uses that so I think it could also go to the extreme where like you know it could be just making this crowd or making this people of like anger and making them all like um you know fuel each other like yeah let's go do this and like who knows what happened Huh? So you have like that mob mentality now. It's not you're not even thinking yeah. straight. You're just like ah, ah pitchforks, you know. Right. And now you down somebody's block trying to, you know, burn their house down. And now that happened. Like all y'all got together and you decided mm. to do this based off that um hate for whatever it is. Um, yeah. Um, I think for me, the way that it makes me relate to people, I don't know. Maybe it's just, I think I probably um, see more qualities in people than others might not realize because I am very analytic. Um, And I think because of that, because I'm aware of that, I I do try to be a little bit more patient with people because I, like if I realize that, you know, this person is this way, then I'll I'll, um, make accommodations in myself to, um, I don't know, extend grace to them, if that makes sense. No, it does make sense, because, like, a part of patience is, like, you're understanding when other people are not doing things to your standard or whatever, right? So, like, that, like, I, I, um, read that in a Bible plan once, and, like, really stuck with me, because it's, like, not everybody can do things to your standard, you know? So it's like when people are like falling short, you could be like, you know, but like that's part of patience. So Mm -hmm. I totally got it. 
Yeah. And I think like, you know, those qualities kind of also help you empathize. Like you were saying, both, both of you guys were saying with other people, because then it's like, I can, I'm not going to judge you because you know what, I've been there and I felt that way like yesterday. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's, I think it, it also helps in the sense of being like a believer and a non-believer because mm-hmm. it'll show like, you know, a non-believer, like how does somebody who believes in God handle it and like, how did they get through it? which um, kind of leads to my next question. Um, how has God helped you get through this, through these qualities that can kind of sometimes be monstrous? <laughs> I'm not through it yet. Cause I still, <laughs> I still don't trust people and I still am like a skeptical person, but I'm working on it. Um, so yeah, he's, I like, guess work he, on it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's showing me, like, I guess the self-awareness that the problem exists is how he's, starting to work on it because I, I, I now realize what's wrong with me and I'm trying to address it. Mm. Yeah, that's a good first step, awareness. Like with me, um, I think I'm starting with my family. Like I'm that, I'm the deadbeat cousin and stuff like that. Like I, I love from a distance. I love, I honestly do love from a distance, but like I am trying to be more intentional with like phone calls and text messages. And Gigi, you know how much phone yeah. calls irk my life or whatever but like it's it's I want to be intentional so it's like um every day or maybe I'm, let me not force and say every day but like periodically like uh, multiple times a week I'll force myself to call a family member not force let me not say like I'll remind myself to call a family member and like if I get like a I don't want to say panic attack but like just an uneasiness because like you know, I don't want to be awkward on the phone because I'm kind of an awkward person or whatever. I'll do a quick prayer. I'll do, I literally, I'll do a quick prayer or I'll like journal my feelings real quick and stuff like that. And it's getting a little easier. Like, like I'm up to the point where it's like, oh, it's time to call Tati Chris. Oh, what's up? You know, it's like almost to that point. Like I want to get to the point where I, I call with joy in my heart and not like, like this weird strange fear a little bit. It's like, it's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's really good. I think going into it with prayer is definitely the best route. Like, I think something about like praying about it and like speaking it out and then asking yeah. that to you, it's really good. And I like the fact that you said journaling too, because I think, you know, that's like a style of prayer in a sense. Yeah. It's like expression. Like, I feel like with um, prayer, it's like honest communication and stuff like that. So it's like when you're in tune with your feelings and like you can like really like express that to someone who cares like god like you know mm-hmm. uh what does uh uh first peter say like first peter says like give all that uh concerns all your concerns to god because he cares he cares he he mm-hmm. wants to know like oh you 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 stressed out about calling you a great uncle all right let me hear about it what's up what's up you know and then, like just mm-hmm. you expressing that makes it feel a little bit better like you know you just kind of like give a little burden you know to him yeah yeah you know that kind of reminds me of something like but like a a while like a bunch of times like when I would pray for people like people just you know like in little growth groups or things I was doing at church or whatever like after the prayer like sometimes people be like thank you and I'm like okay like you're welcome (laughs) like hey it's not a big deal but then I've realized like like what you were just saying about like actually praying helps you like the actual process of prayer is healing 
Like it mm-hmm. actually is. Like I, I didn't like it hit me. I think after the last person I prayed for, and they said thank you. Like we're doing like a book club or whatever, and um, they was like, oh, thank you so much. Like it was this girl, and she's having issues with her mom. She hasn't talked to her mom in a year and all this stuff. But um, we're reading this book, Soul Care. It was so good. I would definitely recommend Soul Care. Um, but yeah, she was like, thank you, and then all she was like, yeah, you know, it. Um, you're right. I should try to um, mend relationships with my mom if I can and accept what happens like oh that's what it was she was gonna go see her mom and she was like you know what I'm just gonna accept what happens and it is what it is like if it works out it does if it doesn't whatever but she said she knows that she's tried and like when I prayed about it with her with other people she was like thank you and then yeah it just reminded me like oh yeah like the actual process of it actually heals even Mm -hmm. though not even like you've been answered yet something about it Mm -hmm. helps so so yeah There's power in prayer and there's also power in your words because like the same the mm. same words that God used to create the entire word the world or whatever right like you have power in your word like you have power in like when you pray and stuff like that like even secularly speaking when people say speak things into existence or like manifest like I feel like there's power in that yeah, yeah. yeah. Proverbs sure. says um, in Proverbs it says life and death is in the power of the tongue so mm. into a situation you can speak life or you can speak death mm. yeah yeah it's like which one are you choosing mm-hmm. so um and so in today's world that we live in you know we live in this whole canceled culture people do things we put them on the sick and shut in list and we just kind of <laughs> throw them away like <laughs> how do you think that we can um just start to be a little bit more open to um, accepting other people and their monstrous qualities or the things that they've done that are kind of like unexplainable. But um, how do you think we can start doing that? I, I don't know. I don't, do we have to accept people's monstrous qualities? Like, why can't you change? Like, what, <laughs> mm-hmm. God, like, if you have something you need to work on, work on it, work on it. Like, nobody needs to accept, you know, like, are flaws like that's i don't know like we people don't need to accept your flaws right like that's something for you to work on you can't you can't just build your house on like anger or like awkwardness or like isolation or like prejudice you can't just like like Mm -hmm. just stay there and be like yep this is who i am like no you like you should be like on your way to process like um like changing that right like we're all like trying to change that right yeah oh go ahead I think that if somebody is working on something, mm-hmm. it, like, you know, like if they have a bad quality and they're actively working on improving that quality and mm-hmm. working on themselves, then I, I would be okay with giving them the room to work on that. But exactly. if you're just like, oh yeah, this is my, this is how I am. And yeah, like, like you know how I get. Right. No, I don't know how you get, and you need to change. <laughs> you know, I just be killing people. You know, like what? <laughs> like, excuse me. Um, <laughs> now nah, I agree with you guys. I think like if there's a process that you're trying to get through, like yeah, I have patience with you. But if I just see that this is something you just want to completely do <laughs> and stay in it, then just stay over there and yeah. I'll pray for you in a from a distance. Exactly. You know? Involved in that. And um, you know, we just need to be wise about the people that we have around us too. Like, you know, that that's mm-hmm. like eating into us. So um so yeah, I think that's 
definitely the best way to go about that. So um, that pretty much wraps up our episode. I do want to end on a Bible verse. Um, 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And with that Bible verse, it just reminded me, like, we have, like, a new identity in Christ. So, like, those things that we used to do before or qualities that we want to work on, we can always work on it with Christ. Like, he can come in and help us with those things, Um, even shed light to it. Because sometimes there are some things that we don't even know that are, you know, bad qualities that we have. So, Mm -hmm. he sheds light on it and not only sheds light on it, but actually helps us work through the process of using that quality in a more positive way. Because sometimes, um, you know, certain things that we do that necessarily that it has to be taken away altogether, but maybe it can be used for in a positive way. Um, or even like empathize with people that we were just talking about, about that like have the same quality. So just wanted to end on that first. Um, do you guys have anything that you want to add or? No, like um, that is such a great point what you said about like, <clears throat> what um it reminds me of like what god puts you through or like what um tests and trials and tribulations that you have to go through kind of works in works for the glory of god it kind of like helps you like if you get through it like if you just sit there and like you know scratch your belly and don't do nothing about it you know like (laughs) that's fine whatever like you're not living on the promises of god but if you you do you know um become a new creation and like like because god made us to be good like he didn't make us to be flawed or whatever right mm-hmm. so it's like it's the world that corrupts us and gives us these these bad notions of like like mistrust and awkward like whatever like yes. we have to deal with it's god didn't put that in us it's it's, it's our environment that puts us up um instills these things in us so it's like mm-hmm. when we get through the other side of every test that we have to um go through it'll help us when dealing with other people just like you said it'll help us empathize it'll it'll it's for a reason and stuff like that so yeah right yeah that reminds me of the bible verse of like everything is working for our good Mm -hmm. purpose and its purpose so yeah all right (laughs) y'all did Mika think you have anything to say or no I just said she fell asleep and she's like trying to get comfortable Oh, okay. She's like, oh, the episode's over. (laughs) All right, y'all. Well, thanks for tuning in. And this is A Word of the Table. Thanks, everyone. Till next time. Repeat out for us, baby. A Word at the Table. (laughs) That's going to be her first words. (laughs) I'll gag. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm gonna come later. Yeah, I can't wait to play this back for her when she's like holding up. She's like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, all right. Hey, right, y'all. Thanks again. Okay.